Winter weather, especially snow and ice, can make it more difficult to operate a truck. Many drivers wonder about how the Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, ADAS, on their vehicles will perform in inclement weather. Welcome to Truck Talk with Bendix, a regular podcast series from Bendix designed to help you better understand key topics in the commercial trucking industry. I'm your host, Denise Rondini. In this installment, Fred Andersky, Director Bendix Demo Team, is once again with me to talk about how advanced driver assistance systems perform in snow and ice and to give drivers advice on operating safely with ADAS during the winter months. Fred, thanks for being on Truck Talk. Good to be back with you on Truck Talk, Denise, and especially timely topic given the winter weather we're seeing these days. Can you talk about any testing you've done with Bendix ADAS solutions in snowy and icy conditions? Sure. First off, all our ADAS technologies, like Bendix ESP, Stability Control, and Wingman Collision Mitigation technologies, get evaluated and reevaluated at a winter test we conduct every year in Houghton, Michigan. That's the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And trust me, I've been there. It can get pretty cold. But this testing is important because it enables us to see what happens when these systems intervene on low coefficient of friction surfaces, such as snow and ice. This year, though, my team and I took a little extra time to do some test runs on the slick surfaces available to help address a key question we get a lot at our driver trainings and demos. And that question is, What happens when the collision mitigation system intervenes on a snowy or icy road? And it's really leading to the question, am I going to lose control because of the autonomous emergency braking intervention? I understand a little physics lesson is needed to help understand ADAS operations in snow and icy conditions. Can you explain that for our listeners? Let's start with coefficient of friction, because when it comes right down to it, friction between tires and the roadway surface is what really gives us the power to accelerate, slow, and stop. Coefficient of friction, or mu, is defined as a measure of the amount of friction existing between two surfaces. In our case, tire surface and road surface. Lack of friction between tires and road is what causes us to slide on a slick surface. Not surprisingly, the lower mu between tire and road, the slicker the road is. But what a lot of folks may not realize is that there is a pretty significant difference between the coefficient of friction on a wet road and a snow or ice-covered road. Slickness varies. So let's talk a little bit about coefficients of friction. Truck tires on dry asphalt or concrete typically have a mu of about 0.8. This drops 31% to about 0.55 for those same truck tires on wet asphalt or concrete. However, for hard-packed snow, the mu drops 75% from the dry surface mu to 0.20, and on ice, it's almost a 90% reduction. In a nutshell, the less available friction, the longer stopping distance required for both cars and trucks. And you have a heck of a lot less friction available on an ice or snow-covered surface than you do on a wet surface or, as our standard, the dry surface. Add to that the fact that stopping distance isn't equal. You know, trucks, as we all know, take a lot longer distance to stop than cars. 
in fact, almost twice as far on snow, and you can see the potential for trouble on snowy and ice-covered roads. Oh, and let's not forget about the force of impact, which for a truck at about 80,000 pounds can be almost 20 times more than that of a car, which means if you're panic-stopping on snow or ice-covered surface, you're not going to slow as much nor as quickly, and you're likely going to hit the object you're heading for, be it a tree, a wall, or another vehicle, with a lot more force. Okay, thanks, Fred. So then what happens when the system intervenes on snow during a collision mitigation braking event? In a nutshell, the system is going to do what it will normally do. Alert the driver first, cut throttle, and then apply as much brake force as it has available to help the driver avoid the crash. However, unlike on a dry or in a lot of cases a wet surface, you are likely going to hit the vehicle in front of you because you're going to be close to the vehicle by the time the impact alert is given and the autonomous emergency braking begins. And even though that's going to be about the same distance as if you're on dry, you're going to have a less coefficient of friction on this surface, on a snow or ice-covered surface, and that's going to cause you to not have the distance you need for the braking to be effective enough to avoid the crash. This is why following distance and speed become even more critical in slick conditions. Now, a lot of times drivers are also worried that the autonomous emergency brake application is going to cause them to lose control. Not likely. And the reason for this is twofold. First of all, ABS, anti-lock braking systems, have been part of tractors and trailers now for over 20 years. And ABS helps prevent that wheel lockup that often in the past would cause a loss of control uh, or a jackknife situation. Plus, collision mitigation technology is built on full stability control, Bendix ESP in the case of our wingman systems, and this enables the vehicle to apply braking as needed, where needed, on the vehicle to help the driver maintain control in a particular situation. And it also gives the driver the opportunity to swerve to avoid a crash while helping to keep them in control. In addition to that, what alerts become more important during inclement weather? As I mentioned in the last response, following distance, while always important, is even more critical on snow and ice-covered roadways. Why? Because the system, or the driver for that matter, is likely not going to have the space to stop in time and avoid the crash. While the wingman system delivers an impact alert a half second before it intervenes to help the driver avoid the crash or lessen severity, it's typically too late when this alert sounds if you're on snow or ice. That's why the following distance alerts become more important. The following distance alerts let the driver know that the space between his or her vehicle and the forward vehicle is closing. On the Bendix system, you'll typically get three alerts at 37 miles per hour or above. A close, closer, and closest alert. On roadways, while the driver should always be maintaining a safe distance behind the vehicle, remember the Smith system, which tends to be the standard, talks about a 7 to 9 second following distance. If you get that first following distance alert from the wingman surf system, on a slick surface, you're already too close and need to back off. 
Keep in mind that the earliest alert the Bendix system delivers is a three-second time-to-impact alert when using alert strategy 5 or 6 on the wingman system. Other strategies or other alert strategies will put you even closer, as little as 0.2 seconds before that first alert is delivered. So it's good to know what the alert strategy is on your truck. Now keep in mind, at three seconds out, the first alert when you're traveling at 50 miles per hour, you're about 220 foot behind the forward vehicle. Um, if you're on snow, applying the brakes at this point means you're going to stop at about 760 foot. So now you kind of see the dilemma. Whether you or the system applies the brakes, it's less likely you're going to be able to stop in time. Quite frankly, even at nine seconds per the Smith system, you're going to be pretty close, but you do have more time to slow or make an evasive maneuver. Explain why full stability control, Bendix's ESP, is part of the system. Well, Denise, when it comes time to hit or miss on a snow or ice-covered surface, and by missing I mean making an evasive maneuver, this is when you really want to have stability control. You know, up at our winter test this past January, I did some evasive maneuvers at about 35 miles per hour on hard-packed snow. And when the system alerted and began braking on a stationary vehicle in my lane of travel, I swerved to avoid the vehicle. And I was able to maintain control thanks to the interventions of the stability control system. Having stability control as part of the collision mitigation technology is all about giving the driver choices, the opportunities to avoid the crash by either slowing or swerving to avoid that situation. What do drivers need to be doing during these ADAS events? The bottom line, Denise, is drivers need to avoid ADAS events from occurring at all costs. After all, the technology, collision mitigation technology, is a driver assistance technology, not a driver replacement technology. So drivers need to continue to practice safe driving habits, be alert, not distracted, and continue to build their skills through driver training. When it comes to slick surfaces, the best advice is probably the oldest advice we've all heard. Decrease speed and increase space. After all, the lower the speed and the more space you have for given conditions, the more opportunities you as the driver have for avoiding that crash. So if you get that first following distance alert, remember to decrease speed and increase space because more than likely, you're already too close. Are there other things fleets need to be aware of, such as proper maintenance, for their trucks equipped with ADAS in order to ensure they operate properly in snow and ice? Absolutely, Denise. Tires and brakes should be in good operating order, especially on slick surfaces. Little to no tread on the tires means even less traction on the road. Less traction means less opportunity for both stability control and collision mitigation to help the driver avoid a crash. While this is true on dry surfaces, it becomes exponentially worse for situations on slick surfaces. As for brakes, Obviously, if not all the brakes are working properly or they're not in good condition, you know, worn linings, etc., there's less opportunity for the system to intervene fully to help the driver. Again, slick surfaces will exacerbate these situations and issues even more. 
So keeping brakes and tires in good operating order will help ensure the driver that when they need the system to help, it will be able to help as much as it can. One last thing, Fred. Can you say a few words to our listeners about adaptive cruise control on wet snow and ice-covered roads? You know, Denise, let's just talk about using cruise control, whether it's adaptive or not. Using cruise control on slick surfaces, whether it's rain, snow, or ice, is not the best idea. In fact, the safe answer is don't use cruise control on these surfaces. Don't use it in the rain, don't use it on snow, or don't use it on ice. The reason is the potential loss of control that can arise from the spinning wheels gripping or slipping as the surface coefficient of friction changes, such as going from a dry roadway under a bridge to a rain-covered roadway outside that bridge. Play it safe and only use cruise control when it's dry on the road. In other words, to help keep the sunny side up, only use cruise control when it's sunny or cloudy and dry. I've been speaking with Fred Andersky, director of Bendix's demo team. Fred, thanks for helping drivers and fleets get a fuller understanding of ADAS in wintry conditions. Glad to be able to address these important issues on Truck Talk with you, Denise. You can subscribe to Truck Talk with Bendix on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play and discover how Bendix solutions can help you improve performance, increase safety, and lower your total cost of ownership. Also, log on to knowledge-doc.com, where you can learn even more about Bendix products and hear previous episodes of this podcast. That's knowledge-doc.com. I'm Denise Rondini, and thank you for listening to Truck Talk with Bendix. Bendix.